Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Ta, 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 ta. Last episode, we did the Eastern Conference preview. Now it's time to hit the other side, and that's the Western Conference. Of course, I got to see what's, what's up with my boys. Mike, what's up, bro? Feeling good, feeling good. I ain't getting no powers, though. Did mm. not get my powers, so I don't know what that means. I, I think I think that that tells us what it means. I mean, I got my powers. P got his powers. D got his powers. So if you ain't got powers, then you just didn't meet the requirements, bro. Just didn't meet the requirements. Uh, hey, from hey, I, let me tell you. When I first heard about what was going on, they told me the world's from the end, mm. and I was just mad because I was like, the NBA's supposed to start on the next day. <laughs> but here we are. So I, I'm good. I'm good without my powers. So you'd rather have no powers in basketball than powers in no basketball. I'm saying the NBA is that good. It makes up for me missing out on the powers. Okay. I would much rather have powers. Mm. I would much see. rather have the NBA. Really? Yes. Yeah, I, I think it depends you. on what power you were getting. Because some people are going to get bad powers. It's just the way it is. Everybody can't be Superman. See, what I have is that I know that Derek is thinking about food. I can mm. read minds. I was thinking about flying. I was thinking about the ability to fly. No, no, mm. no, 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 no. Your, your, what your, your actual intellect is, is, is food. Not <laughs> intellect, but thought is food. What would you do with the ability to fly? Like right now, where are you going? Uh, good question. Somewhere. Somewhere nice. Sunny. <laughs> on a beach. Bro, I feel like flying would suck, bro. I, I, I don't see the... I, I would just get on a plane. Because okay. The reason I say that is because how do you control when you're flying? Like, how do you jump into... Because if you, if you just like jumping doing a jumping jack in the career where you want to work out you could it could possibly shift your ass out the roof <laughs> how do you control when you're flying versus just comes, jumping regular it takes that comes with comes yeah. with time man it comes with time yeah. I, I had I dreams of me flying his webs and stuff at first it took him practice it took him a little learn little, little. you're a big ass guy to be flying so you can be hitting shit <laughs> you're a you big dude if you hitting shit in the sky bro you tall and wide i'm just saying on his takeoff it's a light pole right there. Emails, we all can say nobody, nobody's cracking on emails anything, but we all can truthfully say he is the cum- clumsiest one by far. <laughs> Just like when we were in New York, he's the one with the food falling and all that. So I could see Man. him taking off and in mid takeoff hit the light pole. Like, damn, I didn't even know it was there. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That's rough. So uh, we want to say thank you for the uh, the love on the first episode. The last episode, we talked about the Eastern Conference. And of course, we matching that with the West today. Doing in the same format, I'm using 538 because they got some weird and crazy. Y'all thought that the Eastern Conference thing was kind of weird? How we saw Brooklyn is like the sixth seed potentially. The, you know, the West is a lot deeper, so it, it is a little, it's a little crazy. So let's hop right into it when we talk about the LA Lakers. Oh, also, apologies for my audio this episode. It's a demo day in this room, so everything is gone except for my camera and my desk. That That's it. Everything is gone. Uh, Lakers, 48 and 24, 94% chance to make the playoffs, 34% chance to make the finals, and a 21% chance to win it all. I like that, man. I like that. We we got the highest chance to win the title, I'm pretty sure. So, I don't know. The Lakers, is we look so good this year. Like, I'm actually more excited this year because I'm excited to see what we do when LeBron is off the court. Like, I, I'm really liking, you know, the Montrezl Harold Edition, Dennis Schroeder. I think it's always going to be a really underrated pick, especially in the postseason. But the regular season, the 50 wins, I, I'm cool with that, man. Like, the postseason is where it's at for the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time LeBron had a pick and pop big like Marcus saw besides Anthony Davis and Kevin Love? I mean, 
Anderson Virajow and Drew Gooden and and just Chris, keep naming yeah, everybody. Chris, turn Chris Bosh into a host. And, and Carlos Boozer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, pretty much he's always had one. And he's had one the last time. <laughs> I don't know why on top of my head it seemed like he never had one, but when I think about it, he really did. But and, he never had a stop. Backup PG like Dennis Schroeder, and I like that. That that roster's deep, talented, exciting. Y'all definitely the favorites, especially when you got LeBron and AD. So y'all the favorites last year, and there's no reason why y'all shouldn't have it this year. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about the Lakers a good amount over the offseason because they were making moves so often. They're like, I feel like our, our opinions about them are out there. Um, and it should be the same for everybody. Like, they are the heavy favorite going into this year. This will be a year if they didn't win it all, it would be a disappointment. They just won a championship and they re-upped, retooled, and got better. Is there a part of y'all to think that maybe there's too much going on now? Because last year's team was kind of simplistic when you think about it. But now you add in players like Dennis Schroeder. You add in, like, you know, you got more, you got different players this year. Is that coming to mind? No, because it kind of seems like LeBron and Anthony Davis are already, like, the top heavy. I feel like those guys kind of, like, fall in line. They kind of already know what they're doing. Dennis Schroeder and Martris Harrell, they run that second unit. They know that. Um, it's, there's not really many egos in that locker room where they would come in and, like, there would be a clash and chemistry and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean – I would say, besides the championship, which was huge, but, like, something that Brian, I felt, like, brought to the Lakers franchise, just, like, the selflessness. You know, him and AD both. Like, everything, forget about yourself. Like, it's all about winning, you know, a championship. And that's what, like, when Dennis Shooter came out, he's like, I, you know, I want to start. Like, we already agreed upon that. You know, obviously, he, he deserves to be a starter. I think so. But it, it, it gets back to the point that, like, everything is just bigger than yourself when you get to the Lakers. So I'm hoping that that can carry on this year too. And we shouldn't even have to worry about that. Yeah. I mean, D-Mail said everything right. Uh, I don't know about the ego part. I'm sure there's some ego, but because it's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, everybody just knows to fall in line. I don't give a fuck how big your ego is. You know, if you're realistic with yourself, that those are the top two. Um, but yeah, it ain't like a Bradley Beal all-star level player coming in when you have to make it work. Um, Dennis Schroeder and, and Montrez Harrell, they're just going to have to get in where they fit in. Because they, they're as talented as they are, they aren't all-star level players. Mm-hmm. And those are the only guys that would make LeBron and AD sacrifice or conform in any type of way as far as what they're doing on the court. But boy, it's the Lakers, man. Forget and I think that's a key thing to say. If they, they don't win, it is a disappointment, right, Mike? Because I don't want oh, Lakers yeah. fans to lose. And then it's like, oh, no, we ain't tripping. We just won last year. It's <laughs> no, that no. type of year for us because we had just won. So we we good. It wasn't a, it wasn't a make or break for us. I, I'm more confident this year than I was last year. Mm. I can say that. I can see that. I can see that for sure. There was a lot of question marks going into last season. Who was the third star? How does the defense look? And they answered all of those questions. Mm-hmm. And Shout out to Kuz for getting his uh, getting his little extinction too. Mm-hmm. That's how the NBA works, though. That's how sports work. Like when when you're when you're more suited to be better, it doesn't work out. But when it looks like you're not, when you have holes, like the Lakers, they had holes and different things, and it worked. It still worked perfectly. Now they, quote, unquote, have filled those holes or whatever. And it could, you know, just like the, the Clippers. The Clippers was, like, so sexy on paper, but nobody talked about that point guard position. Mm-hmm. Um, I, hey, I, I will be honest, though. I just hard for me to see anybody beating the Lakers in seven games. Agreed. Going into the season. Yeah. 
and maybe something happens throughout the season that convinces us that some other team is worthy. But at this point, it's Lakers. It's Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. Okay, let's go to the bottom of the Western Conference where the worst team is projected to be the OKC Thunder. I don't think that's going to be a surprise to any of us if it happens. P is rocking the Darius Baisley. Um, projected to win 27 games, lose 45, 5% chance to make the playoffs, and 0-0. Zero and zero. Um, the seal's about right. Y'all know they sold everything. They got back a 1,000 picks. They still got some spots like Darius Baisley, Shea Gilles-Alexander, um, the Theo guy played really well in preseason. This is going to be a team that could be fun to play. Poka Poka is down there. Um, it's it's going to be a fun team to watch, I think, early on in the season. But if you're not a diehard OKC fan, I don't see people watching this unless Shea is just dominating. Yeah. Which he probably won't be. Yeah. Uh, he'll have a better season, but a guard dominating that with that's like Steph Curry MVP season. Right. Um, yeah, I like this team though. I like what they're doing. They got the picks. Uh, they're putting themselves in a position to maybe be able to flip for some more. Me and Mike are always saying that when this team comes up, he won't have the Chris Paul impact, but he definitely is going to come in and impact the team. And Al Horford, I think he's going to be a lot better with the Thunder than he was with the Sixers, so his value should go up some way. Um, even if they're not going to trade him, if they just keep him, I think he'll be able to mesh with that team. Uh, Lou Dort. Um, I'm also looking at guys like uh, Hami Diallo. Uh, I think this is a good little situation for him. And, yeah, Darius Baisley and um, Shea, they, they should have some good years um, this year, and that team should, should look good going forward. Yeah, I mean, I, this is just a strictly development year, I think, for, for OKC. I think – the players that they have, it allows players like Shea and Darius to just kind of do what they do and get theirs. But the surrounding pieces, I think they also fit in line. It's not like Shea is a LeBron James or something like that or Kevin Durant where he's taking all the shots. You know, these these guys are going to have room to grow alongside of them. So, I don't know. I forgot how many wins you projected, but say they win only 15. That's 27. Say they win 20 games or something like that. That probably looks terrible, but, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, if they all started developing more and you could see the growth, I, I think that's a W for their season. Yeah, I think that's kind of the reason why I feel like this is a team to watch, to see the development of Darius Baisley and Shea and Lou Dort. Uh, I think those guys all have a lot of potential. Lou Dort has it defensively. Offensively, we just need to see some some growth, and I feel like then he's on another level then. Yeah, they, they have three pieces on their team right now that I think that, like, once we get to trade that line, they're going to be sought after. Uh, Al Horford getting his his um, his value up. Trevor Reza, everybody wants to play with Trevor Reza and George Hill. Those are yeah. three good NBA players that can contribute and two of them don't have bad contracts, you know? So like, I feel like Sam Presti and company are going to make some more moves and then it opens up more uh, minutes for some of the younger guys. But I, I, I see what you Sandy Mills about it being like development and, and that to watch, but like, it's so hard to watch those bad development teams at the end of the day. It just is. And this is the only team in the league that is actively developing and actively like not competing this season. So it means a lot with this this draft class coming up that they're probably going to end up with a top five, top three pick. And OKC could be right back there, you know, getting a guy next to Shea Gilles Alexander that can help change the franchise. I think that their future is super, super bright when you think about all the the shots they have at the dartboard when it comes to these picks. Now it's time for Sam Presti to do his thing, which he usually does pretty well and hit on those picks. Could you imagine if they got like Kate Cunningham? It's ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, he always end up on the Bulls whenever I do a list him. So I, you know, I'm hoping for that potentially. You know. Okay, that's enough OKC talk. Let's go back to the top, and that is with the Clippers projected to win tw- uh, 45 games, 27 losses, 90% chance of making the playoffs, 20% chance of making the finals, and if they get there, um, 12% chance of winning it all. 
Clippers. How are y'all feeling about them going into this season? Y'all know they lost Montrez. They brought in Serge. Um, and that's kind of the only big move. Oh, Luke, Luke Cornette is here. I mean, Luke uh, Kennard is here, and he got an extension. Uh, but that's it. I don't think this is my opinion. I don't think that they addressed the real problem that P had talked about all the last year of having, like, that point guard. Um, they still don't have that. I mean, they have more people. Like, Luke Kennard can run some guard position and, and things like that. But they didn't answer probably their biggest question going into this offseason. They do have that extra year under their belt that you, we usually see teams be better in that second year. But when I put them on paper against the Lakers again, I'm still going to go with the Lakers. This team is uh, this team is intriguing, to say the least. But at the same time, for whatever reason, I know who they are and what they have, so I don't want to completely count them out. Like, um, I know they're, they're the butt of the joke, you know, Paul George and all of his wishy-washy comments people can laugh at, um, all of the picks they got for him. And, yeah, the fact that they didn't address the point guard situation. But there's still a team that's super talented. Mm-hmm. Whenever you do have a, season, a team that's coming into the year with Kawhi and Paul George, and then you add surrounding pieces like Mook, uh, Serge, Kennard, that those are that's a good team. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely don't want to be foolish on here. They're, they're a good team. I'm just interested to see how they're going to play, uh, like you said. And then la- yesterday or two days ago, I seen Tyron Lue talking about the triangle offense, which if anybody is familiar with, um, it, it, it's used with bigger guards, which means to me, if that's what they're running, they could potentially have Paul George being an offense initiator. And if they're running like that, I'm fine without them having um, that true point guard because it's just like it's just forfeiting the fact that you don't have that guard instead of trying to have Patrick Beverly or Reggie Jackson be something that we all know they're not going to be. Um, because that's, I can see a lineup w- where you're going with uh, what Paul George, Kennard, Kawhi, Marcus Morris, and then Serge, or you know I could see that could be, that's a solid five to me. That's their best five that they could go with rather than trying to force Reggie or Patrick Beverly. Um, I, I want to see Paul George have a bounce back here. No excuses. Just put everything in the past. I know Mook won't be playing um, against the Lakers because he has a knee injury or whatever. Um, but, yeah, they're, like a, they're a team that's like you don't want we, – we hyped them up all last year, so, of course, we're going to take our foot off that, that the pedal. But then they're also not a team that I'm going to be foolish enough to just be like whatever. Right. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not even like. There's no surprise at all that the Clippers are just right behind the Lakers. Like, I, same thing P said. Like, we we know exactly how good this team can be, and what happened in the playoffs last year with them. I always just gonna read that as anomaly. There, I, to me, there was no way they should have lost some games. You know, with the team that they had, and as fortunately they did. But I, I think those type of experiences, especially with the players that they have and how good they are those type of moments just build onto your next year. And that's why those teams that always come back stronger in that second year. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they made some type of run this year, but it's kind of hard to, you know, with, you know, they didn't really get that much better, you know, compared to the Lakers, but we still know how that team is dangerous still. Yeah. Yeah. I think it humbled them. Honestly, I think they came out, they did a lot of talking last year and then they shit the bed. They lost to a team that they should have beat when they were up three, one. So I feel like they, they humbled them. They learned from it. And I feel like they could definitely be a team that comes back a little bit stronger. Uh, the point guard play isn't there, but like P said, you could put PG there. You could run your offense through Kawhi a little bit. Like they have people that they can run it through, and I feel like it's possible, especially when you do run like a triangle type offense. It's interesting. I didn't hear them talk about the triangle, and that's 
that's kind of scary to me. It's like the most difficult offense to learn in the league or in the world. And we're coming off a short off season. Like how I know there's still remnants of the triangle offense in every single offense nowadays. But like to try to learn that is, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's it's a little bit it's a little bit scary to hear that. And then my I, guess, not to cut you off, but my guess would be that Ty Ty Lue ain't putting it in like Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. since Phil Jackson is like the guru of it. I know he's super like that on the principles. I would guess it's a little bit more loose with Tyron Lue and. Uh, because of what you said, so it's it will be, be like, yeah. I, if anything, I feel like it's just more based off more reads than just like having that true point guard. So if Kawhi gets the ball, or whatever, it's gonna be a whole bunch of cutting, and he gonna have to make a read before you do something like that. No, like, that that's the whole basis of right, the general right reads. So you're right. Maybe that's so so they can have some type of structure. That's a good point. If you're not going to have a traditional point guard, the triangle gives you some. Because if y'all remember, Ron Harper isn't a fucking point guard. Like, exactly. think about the, the guards that Phil had with his teams. Mm-hmm. We're not a fucking traditional point guard. He's a shooting guard who got hurt, and they put him in as a big guard. But um, even, like, fucking Derek Fisher was never, like, a you go over there, floor general ass guy. I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to put no disrespect on Derek Fisher. I was like, Kobe ain't really running no true dominant point yeah. guard like that. But at the end of the day, when the triangle, you need that dominant, you know, person. And that was Jordan. That was Mike. And I, I mean, and that was Jordan. Mm-hmm. It was Kobe. And I'm guessing it's gonna be Kawhi. It's because because Kawhi's the mirror. Really, you master. can do that with Kawhi, man. Yeah, I, I believe in Kawhi game like. That. Yeah, I, I think so too. You had you that Kawhi, and he likes to play in that that mid that mid game, mid post game. And then Paul George, he's going to get his because the ball shouldn't actually just be in his hands um, when initiating the triangle. But it's going to be solid. I do think, though, I do think Lou Williams will be traded. I do think that. He's talking um, a decent amount right now. Yes. Um, so I don't know how much money Lou Williams makes. What is it? Probably 17, 18? No, um, it's like it's eight. Like seven, it's like seven million. Oh, yeah. damn. He, he signed a cheap-ass deal to stay right. in Right. That's before everybody got there. Yeah. Damn. Because if it was higher, they could have got a point guard with his contract, but his $8 million won't get you Mike Conley or anything like that. But right. it does seem like he's out the door kind of, you know, not trying yeah. to start in the rumors, but that's what it's been looking like. One last thing that, that kind of scares me a little bit about this team, obviously Pete mentioned how talented they are and you don't want to write them off, but they were talking about having like a culture change and things like that. And I think it's hard to have a culture change with the coach that was already a part of your team. You know what I'm saying? Like Tyron Lue was there last year. He had some say last year and that team still did the thing. Now, obviously he wasn't the top head honcho in the coaching department, but he had some say. He was in those locker rooms where things were going down and we just, I, it's just, it's just a bit weird. It's just a bit weird. I mean, do I'm they respect him more? I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, just because, you know, when you're when you're the head, when you're not the head coach, even though you're in a locker room, it's only so much you can say or do, especially since you don't want to step on the toes of somebody that's considered your boss. Um, like that's Rivers, like he's a Hall of Fame coach, like he's a. Yeah, so I can see like a guy feeling a certain way, but not crossing that line out of respect yeah. that this is your team. And I'm sure that happens all the time where it's like, man, I think we should be doing this mm-hmm. and that and that. But it's your team. Right. No, that I was gonna say that's the smart that's the smart ones do. They're ones that just they just kind of sit back and they, they see everything that's going on. So when they see them issues, right. like, okay. No, we see exactly, we've seen a lot of exactly what to do. Assistant coaches get promoted to head coach and do well. That's like Nick Nurse. But it's not wasn't he, wasn't he uh David Blatt's assistant in Cleveland? I don't know. 
Yeah, um, when David Black got but fired. I, I'm, not, I'm not just talking about getting us uh, assistant coach and making him a head coach. I'm just literally talking about like the culture change. Like you know, when Nick Nurse came in for Dwayne Casey, they didn't need a culture change. They need a coaching, uh, coaching upgrade. When it came to David Platt, they didn't need a culture change. They just need a coaching update. Um, and this is a team that needed a culture change. All those reports that came out last month about Kawhi, the only person that can have his entourage in the locker room, he can have his own personal security. That's culture type things that the team didn't didn't like. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just strictly X's and O's. Where like that, that's what I think about Nick Nurse and Dwayne Casey's situation. Mm-hmm. But, but we will see. We'll see. Um, next team from the bottom up. Is the Sacramento Kings projected to go 31 and 21 according to 538? 17% chance to make the playoffs and then zero on zero. Um, this is where we start getting to that territory for the Western Conference that is like a it's a dogfight. Because every single one of these teams I can see making a push to potentially be that 10 seed for the play-in, for the playoffs. Um, say what you want about the Sacramento Kings. They have pieces there. They have De'Aaron Fox, who's an all-star quality potential guy. Um, they have Buddy Hield is one of the best shooters in the league. When Bagley is on the court, he's very fucking good. It's just about him being on the court. So they have pieces to potentially be a good team. It's a matter of will they be able to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my biggest question mark is seeing Marvin Bagley. We ain't seen him in two years, um, at least consistently. So, yeah, De'Aaron Fox is going to come out and hoop. I like Buddy Hield. Uh, I would like to see what they do with Harrison Barnes. Uh, I wonder if they're going to keep him or try to trade him. They, they can't trade that man. Exactly. <laughs> And he's good, though. I, I think people underrate how good Harrison Barnes yeah, is. That's why they can trade. You're right, D-Mills. I'm going to stop saying who can and can't be traded because history is showing that anybody can be traded. Right, right. He can be traded, but what are you trading him for for your team? That's that's the, that's I, the I don't question. think they would give a damn. I think just get him off. Really? Because I, I don't see him as a detriment. It's not like there's a guy at his position that's coming up. Like, that's a that's a spot for him. So that's, yeah. why, that's why I think he's probably just going to stay there. Who knows? But... You know? Like I can see if they're bad as they're projected to be, it would be no reason to keep them because you'd be back in the lottery, possibly drafting at his position because you're not drafting at De'Aaron's. You just draft the Halliburton at the guard position. Uh, if if Bagley is healthy, you're not drafting at his position. So you would probably try to take a chance as a position that Harrison Barnes could play, and you probably just don't want to be paying him that money if y'all aren't that good and you can get rid of him to a playoff team. Uh, but I think I think no matter how good this team is, to me, I think they could be a league pass team if they play the right type of basketball. That's the thing. Fox getting them up and down. Bagley, he's athletic and quick for a center. Uh, Buddy Hill and Halliburton on the wings. I, I think this team could be exciting. And then also if you have Harrison Barnes at your four or Ben Alitza at the four, um, I think it just opens up the floor for De'Aaron Fox. So I, I like this team. Uh, obviously, it's, it's just not enough to compete in a, in a Western Conference that's as tough and stacked as it is. Um, but I, I kind of like this team, especially if they keep Buddy healed. Um, he had some moments in the preseason. I was like, I like it. I like it. So He, t- he um, attempted 43s in the four preseason games, and he didn't even play fourth quarters. So he was just out there shooting that thing. That's he's the type of player. That's what I want, bro. Just shoot the three. Yep. Like, I, I want my I want my shooter to have 15 shot attempts and 14 to be up threes. Hey, you like, got to go out there and get his rhythm. Yep, you go out there and hoop. 
I think the thing I don't like about this team is that they refuse to let Bagley play center. They keep signing centers. They just keep signing centers. So sign Whiteside. Rashawn Holmes is back. They just keep bringing centers into the team. Well, less like honestly, Marvin Bagley's game is probably more of a center. I just op- it opens up so much more for De'Aaron if he don't got fucking Hassan Whiteside sitting in the dunker spot. But they they don't trust him. At what the they, what was their starting lineup? While well, Rashawn Holmes started. Rashawn with Bagley. Holmes starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrible because Bagley likes to post up and shit. So it's and then just... that that allows fucking Harrison Barnes to run a three when he's more of a four nowadays. It's just he's definitely four. Yeah. Don't they got our boy Jabari too? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And they got Bia who seemed like a real nice fit right next to a Marvin Bagley. So yeah. The thing that the thing that is just with a lot of these bottom West teams, it's just in the West, it's gonna be so hard to get that that jump. Especially when you're like you're you're there, but you don't have it all the way there, especially considering like these other teams like the Suns or something like even the Timberwolves who have like a more of a solidified superstar with, with cat or something like that. But it doesn't also do them any favors that like they're trying to limit the amount of games, and they also, you know, they're in Cali. They're going to be playing the Lakers. They're going to be playing the Clippers and the and the uh, the Warriors. So I feel like it's going to be hard for them. But you know, I'm rooting for them. I really like De'Aaron Fox. You know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it goes back to something P said in the beginning of this, where it's like, what which version of the Kings are we getting this season? Are we going to get the ones that was the ninth seed when they were running the fastest pace in the league? Or are we going to get the ones from last year where they had one of the slowest paces when when Luke Walton took over? So it's just. We don't know which version we're going to get. I think they have so many pieces to have these boys run it. But for some reason, Luke Walton doesn't like that. And I'm going to give him a slight pass because De'Aaron did miss a bunch of time last year. Bagley played 13 games. So a lot of those run-it-gun pieces weren't there. And they had to rely on fucking Corey Joe, who's a slower point guard. Um, but I'm hoping that this season, that they, if they get back on that fast-paced thing, this could be a team that can be competing for the 10th for the seed. If they stay slow, they'll probably be at the bottom of the conference. Yeah, if they stay slow, I wouldn't be surprised if Luke Walton gets fired. You would hope so. Yeah, because there's no reason for them to be running at this pace of the Memphis Grizzlies. The man, nickname is Swiper. <laughs> he's, 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 Their signings indicated they'll be slower. With with Whiteside and, and yeah. Jabari. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, though. We'll see. Next team up top, we got the three seed, potentially. The Denver Nuggets projected to win 44 games, lose 28 87% chance to make the playoffs, 12% chance to make the finals, and 6% chance of winning it all. Um, a lot of people predict that this team is probably going to take a step back with losing Jeremy Grant and, and losing the Plumley brother. I don't think I'm one of those te- people that think that. Um, I did once once it all happened, but I think that they're going to be relying on, like, Mark, like you, you think about the production of Jeremy Grant, you think about the potential of, like, Michael Porter Jr., those can offset each other. And obviously, Michael Porter Jr. is not going to come in and be the defensive player that Jeremy Grant was, but things like that. I think that they can fill those roles. Uh, the thing that scares me about this team is the fact that Will Barton was like, no, I'm done being a six-man. I want to start. And now that leaves Michael Porter Jr. on the bench to be the six-man instead of having uh, Will, Will Barton. Yeah, I agree. I think Will Barton is better suited as a six man. Um, but hey, if you're a coach like me, I don't really give a fuck what you want, to be honest. Because <laughs> I want to win a championship more than what anything anybody else want to do on this roster. Um, so uh, I guess that's just whatever. Uh, I, I don't think Mike Malone really give a fuck what he want either, to be honest with you. Uh, he started but, preseason games this year, so I don't know if that's in, an indication of. So, what, so, which because he's he just said this like some days ago, he mm-hmm. said it before during the preseason. So, were they already starting him? Because if, if they were already starting him, then he knew he was going to start to say some shit like that, <laughs> I guess. 
Um, which means then, yeah, he's just on the same page as the coach and felt com- com- comfortable saying that, it, uh, saying that. So I guess they want him to start anyway. Uh, I, th- I think yeah. Will Barton is like the offset to that team. Well, like the balance to that team. And I always say this because I, I felt like, especially in the playoffs, like if it wasn't J- uh, Jokic or Jamal Murray making some spectacular shot, like their offense just looked a little bit more stagnant. But Will Barton is just one of those dudes, like he, he's just another playmaker for them. And he's a guy that can also get that, those five or six games with five rebounds. So I, I always liked him for that team. To be honest, you, you could have just started him over Gary Harris. I think Gary Harris is kind of like Ed to me at this point. If he's not really? shooting the ball really well. He's a, he's a really good defender, but yeah, he just can't score anymore. Just out of nowhere. I'm definitely taking Will Barton over Gary Harris. I Fact. think Fact. I think Gary Will Harris Barton, brings so much defensively. Will Barton, I think Will Barton does too. He might Will not be Barton. at that I'm level. Not, Will Barton not bad, but like Gary no. Harris is like, yeah, I'm putting him on your best player, and he gonna have a he gonna have a good time. Guarding. Yeah, but all those doings. Who my best player is? That's why I would take Will Barton because he's bringing something offensively, and Gary Harris on his best day defensively really isn't stopping a, a team's best player, if we being honest. It's like, he, hard. he can do a good job, but if they're going to get 30 anyway, I'm going to have the guy that can also try to get get us some points on offensive end. Gary Harris, you're not doing shit against Kevin Durant. He's going to get 30, whatever you do. So, Will Barton, because you can give us some on offensive end, you can come in, still make it hard, but I don't see what you're saying. We, look, Gary Harris, though, the reason Mike is saying that about Gary Harris is because there was a point where Gary Harris he was, was good. Not, was, he was averaging like 15. No, yes. he was, yeah, he was really solid. Henry, he fucked the Lakers up that one preseason like two years ago. He fucked them up. I'm sorry, he was averaging 17 and a half. What the what, like, bro? He used to be just be able to flat out get buckets. Like he, he, yes. he used to be able to shoot the ball too, but it's just what I don't know. happened? Like, know him as. I don't know him as no lockdown guy. I know him. Yeah. He like at Michigan State, he was playing like. Jalen Suggs at Gonzaga. I remember, That's I, how he played. I, I love Jalen oh, Suggs. Low key reminds me of freshman year Gary Harris. I remember when we talked about Gary Harris last, like during the off season. I got a mention from a fan that was like, "The reason why his offense has jumped off the cliff because they were re- relying so much on him defensively." Which is like, if you're gonna put all your effort on defense, I can. Under- Usually, it's the other way around. Like, I'm gonna score. I'm gonna score thirty. I'm just not gonna defend shit. And I guess Gary Harris took that bullet and was like, "Okay." I'm going to defend, but like that don't equate for you missing open jump shots. Like usually you could still hit those open jump shots, even if you, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, that makes like, sense. Like he was the only defender. They had Torrey Craig, they had Grant. So like they had other guys that were good guarding other teams' best players. So it wasn't always him. I think the pieces of the pie really just aren't there no more. Like when Gary Harris was doing all this stuff that we're talking about, Jokic wasn't the Jokic that he is now. True. Jamal Murray, it wasn't the Jamal Murray. They didn't have Michael Porter Jr. and all of these guys. The pieces of the the, the, the pie is just slimmer, and you have to be more efficient. You know what I mean? Like he has to take advantage of the opportunity that he has now because he's not he's not going to get eleven shots a game, twelve shots a game, um, that often. Because yeah, bro, guys are coming in and they they they're they're more like Michael Porter Jr. has to be shooting the ball a certain amount of attempts, like a certain amount of times. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to have Michael Porter Jr. and he's shooting the ball seven times. He should never have that many attempts. He should always have double digits. Gary Harris isn't the scorer that a lot of those guys I named is. So he isn't a guy that you look at and say, he has to take 10-plus shots. No, he's the guy that we can afford to just take eight. Yeah. So This team, this team is very dependent on Jamal Murray. Um, what, ver- what percentage of what we saw in the bubble can he translate to, like, back to regular things? Because um, he's an 18-point-per-game guy throughout his career. And I think everybody wants to see him average 23, 24 and be more consistent. He could um, be a disruptor. 
Jamal Murray uh, is the guy that messes up lists. Like all these lists that we're seeing, I don't know where I would put him. I'm glad we didn't do one because where would y'all put Jamal Murray? <laughs> it's hard. It's like it's hard. I mean, coming off coming off that bubble, he looked like he could be you know top whatever. But uh, it, it's just I, I've been I think taking, I've been taking the bubble with the grain of salt. By the way. Right. You know, it's just it was just so crazy circumstances that like I'm just not I'm not gonna look at a player and be like, oh shit, he averaged forty in the bubble, so I'm expecting him to drop thirty a night today. They warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the the Nuggets are always just gonna be like a solid regular season team, just like top four seed, just because the run they wear the run their offense is just a little bit weird. Something you probably not even gonna prepare for until like the off season type thing. They you know, so when Jokic running their, you know, their lead spot, I feel like they're always just going to be a regular season team. I think they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. I think it just depends on the matchup and if they're fully healthy. I feel like last year they were a wheel barring away from maybe winning some more games against the Lakers. I ain't sure. saying anything about that. No, no, yeah. I, I, I messed up that right. I mean, like, they're always just going to be really a really good team that regular season. Postseason, they're still going to be a good team. I, I thought Will Barton should have been – Will Barton would have been some, something to see if his ass would have played in that bubbles. I, I really like Will Barton and what he brings. Maybe last year was them showing that, hey, we are a postseason team. Like, we can really compete with these guys because they weren't they were not supposed to be. Bro, what is your experience like for that for that Nuggets team? Because not too long ago, we was calling them young, but they got some playoff experience on They're them They're still now. young still. I'll talk about it, though. <laughs> they yeah. got some playoff experience. They have that experience. Young, but they definitely do have experience. If I was a Nuggets fan, I would be so happy because, no, however you – however you, like – the divvy up the team or whatever, however you place them, like they're good, bro. They're young yeah. still. They got the playoff experience. If they continue to fall short, they have enough pieces to put something together to go try to get a guy that can get them over the hump. They're like in a win-win, bro. They got a lot of movable pieces if they want to move anything. Yeah, your young developing team was just in like a if, if they wanted to get James Harden, I think they could put a package to go get James yeah, Harden. They, got, they have the pieces. Here. They don't want to. They, yep. they, they shouldn't. But if they wanted to go get him and they felt he was the missing piece, they could go get him. So I feel like they're just they're, they could, they're, they could go get him and still put together a competent team. That's yes, just, yeah. They would um, have a one-two punch. They're not giving up Jokic. He's to, automatically coming in playing with two, another All Star. To answer your question, according to Bleach Report, Jamal Murray is the twelfth best guard in the league. Not just point guard, but guard in general, according to overall. Bleach Report. Overall, so what, so, what do they have, Donovan Mitchell? Because they was battling out in that play. Donovan Mitchell's play number ten. Okay. Where's Devin Booker? Devin Booker is number six. Which is where he should be. Above so, both. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bit <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think these lists are fun. People want to see us react to them. They but do. It's like, but it's just I, like, I, it, nothing we can say is like, oh, that's too high. That's too low. Like, it's. I would rather react to that one than the, uh, the ESPN one. The other guys ones. Mm. Yeah. The other one is a little bit more realistic. It seems a little bit more real. Yeah, but you know, yeah, people but, always find they got like Kyrie at number sixteen. People are really mad about Kyrie at sixteenth, best guard in the league. Kemba at KD twenty, was top ten, right? KD was number ten overall, like in the league. At the end of the day, nobody really cares. Like how many? Yeah. This is this is a topic for two days on NBA Twitter. Then nobody cares about it after nobody that. Nobody cares. Is they do the same trick every year? Get you riled up, click and talk about them. And just for you to not care, it shouldn't yeah. be relevant. That's why I don't really give. People always ask me where I put this guy all the time. I don't really. It's not worth me putting my energy to try to figure out where Steph Steph Curry is placed in an all time list yeah. because nobody's yeah. gonna give a fuck what I think. You're probably gonna disagree, which is fine. And I just put all that energy in it just for us to come to the conclusion that we really don't give a fuck. So it's like, yeah. 
All right, let's go to the next team. Um, a team that one of their players said this this year is a championship or bust. And 538 has them as the third worst team out west. Can y'all guess what team this is? Mm-hmm. Their their most vocal player said this year's a championship or bust season, no doubts about it. I remember those exact words. Come through for us, D Mills. Uh, I want to look up some. I mean I'm not gonna Google that, but I want to see. If it helps, they are projected to win twenty a uh, thirty-two games. But I think it's the most confusing team in the league right now to predict. Timberwolves. Incorrect. Why don't the Timberwolves say championship or bust? It's the guy yeah. that's- <laughs> but they was a confusing team to me. So I, that was the first thing that, that came to Their team is extremely vocal. Come on, y'all got this. This it ain't it ain't that hard. Think about teams that could be championship or bust, but also could be not great. Whether it be because of their roster or because of the injuries. Rocket? Or because of injuries. Warriors? The Warriors. Oh. The Warriors. Who said championship or bust? Draymond. Draymond said it's a championship or bust season. Um, Protected to win 32, go 32 and, and 40. Again, for me, this is the hardest team to predict. Obviously, with Klay Thompson on the court, it's a team that I would say, like, yes, we're they're back in championship contention. But without him, it is going to be rough. You're going to rely heavily on Kelly Oubre. You're going to rely heavily on Wiggs. And last time we talked about them, we were talking about how their team is probably, like, what, eight deep? nine deep and it's just not like not even like the bottom of that rotation isn't amazing to be a championship team steph curry got to go out there and average 35 and draymond's gonna average 10 12 and 12 for them to be a championship team and again 538 has them missing the playoffs i've seen it around the globe where people will say they're missing the playoffs some people have them as the four seed it can go either way with this type of team yeah and i think a lot of it does depend on what type of season he's in from stuff um i think he has it in him i think he's that type of player where he can come out and he can show us that he can carry a team i think the speculation around him is that he can't and i feel like he wants to prove that he can and i think kelly Oubre and andrew wiggins is definitely better upgrades than what they had next to him last year and then we had a rookie like james wiseman that's <laughs> different that seems good you expected that man to come in to be hakeem elijah one he never watched one game of <laughs> I, I i think Steph Curry. That's all you really had. The high school. You, you said high school. Oh, well, I guess that was. Bro, he had to be ago. dominated in high school. Bro. Yeah, he had to be the biggest ago. man on the court. He looked like the second coming of fucking Kareem. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, uh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are a walking meme, my brother. <laughs> bro, I, but, uh. I'll, bro, I'll, wait, wait, wait. Before, before you even say that, P, there are times where we record the Twitter show where we will be in the flow of things, and then it's Mike turn to have his take, and he'll be like. Because I be thinking oh, about yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. I was going to say, nah, I think Stephen Curry, he, he going to come with it this year. I think, I, I want to see what Draymond do. We ain't seen that man play some actual basketball in Denver two years. Mike, what is he going to do? What can he do? Wait, 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 wait. Before that, do y'all, you remember that happened last episode, right? Where we were in the groove and Mike just fumbled it, right? Yes, yeah. I vividly remember. He, he yes. was telling me the reason he fumbled it is because he was watching a Madden stream during our filming. <laughs> he was focused on Madden. It has taken over his life, y'all. Bro, I just had it up on my, what you think be on the laptop when it be up here, bro? Nothing. I don't, you, you ain't working. I just have y'all up. Half the exactly. time we be just sitting, half the time we just be sitting there chilling. They be, y'all, y'all ready? Oh, matter of fact, we need five more minutes. If you were watching a stream during the sitting time, I would understand that. But when I'm actually recording, I don't have shit in front of me. I'm recording. Yeah. No, nothing at all. They was just playing in the background, man. 
Well, I, I see in the foreground because you was focused. <laughs> yeah, nah, but yeah, if I if I like divide my attention for like half a second, I probably lost that train of thought. Yeah, Talk to me about Draymond there. You were about to say something about Draymond. He's talking about getting him. He need to get himself. He be having his own problems to worry about. <laughs> no, nah, I'm messing around. But I was saying Draymond, we ain't really say like I felt like Draymond Prime was just very slim. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to need somewhat of a, of a productive Draymond for them to be anywhere, you know. I feel still they're going to need his veteran presence. Can we get all-star Draymond again? No. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. All-star Draymond is on the greatest team, regular season team of all time. You putting, oh up, you putting up at the most, at the most, 12, 8, and 8 ain't doing shit for a team that ain't the number one seed, two seed, three seed. If they not top of the West, Draymond don't make an all-star game. No, I, I can't. I just can't wait to see how this team is. I like this team, low key. Like I like Pascal, I like uh, Wiseman, I like Kelly Oubre, um, I like Wiggins. Hey, don't forget they added a added a winning player to their roster, Brad Wanamaker. Don't forget about him. <laughs> yeah. So I like this team, but it, it it is going to be nice to see Steph Curry lead the team. Remember, remember years ago when we had the conversation of could could Steph Curry go to the Hornets and take them to the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Say, so, this is this is the experiment right now. I still nah, think the team nah. is better it's, than it's, the team. It, but it is different because it's the West versus the yeah. East. The West is way harder than that. Yeah, and true. I think this team is still better than that Hornets team we were talking about. That's when Cody, they had Cody, like Cody Zeller and yeah, yeah. yeah That's so, before PJ Washington was even there. It was yeah. like Marvin Williams and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This team is a lot better than that team. So we'll see. We'll see. Steph better go crazy because he got drafted by me in fantasy. You get to see him tonight. We don't get to see Draymond tonight. We get to see Steph. And I also have Draymond on the team, and he's not playing already, so that's great. Did they say why? He had coronavirus. Oh. Like two weeks ago. Him and Wiseman. So but I, don't, I haven't heard anything about Wiseman. So. Let's, not, let's get to the bottom of it while we go to the next team. Okay. So while we go to the next team, which is higher than a lot of people may have them. But I think this is based on the fact that James Harden will, will be there. Like, I'm sure if he gets traded right now, the odds will change. James Wiseman to make debut. Mmm. Okay. Look at there. Finally get to see his you gonna pick him up at FanDuel or whatever the hell you be using? Uh, FanDuel? I ain't. I maybe. I, I I have like forty dollars in my FanDuel account for some reason. Actually, I would say wait until tomorrow because it's like ten games on tomorrow instead of two. Oh yeah, games. yeah, yep, yeah. yep. You're right. Um, okay, potential four C Houston Rockets, forty four and twenty eight, eighty percent chance to make it, six percent chance final, three percent chance to win. Obviously, if James Harden is on this team, this makes sense. If he's not on this team, we'll have a different conversation. I feel like we've talked about a lot of James Harden and the Houston Rockets throughout this debacle with him. Um, so I don't really have much else to say about them. Again, if James Harden is there, that team looks fun. It looks good. Uh, Christian Wood has looked good in a couple preseason games. Boogie looks good in a couple preseason games. John Wall looks fast in a couple preseason games. So. If they keep James Harden, it looks good. But it, like even yesterday when he was on the podium, they asked if he feels different. He said, next question. So it's inevitable that he will get traded. And then once he gets traded, we'll talk about what their team looks like. I would yeah, that's talk about why he doesn't want to be there. Fuck this team. Let's go to the next one. I think he just probably doesn't. Even with this team being as cool as they are, they're still not a championship team. And that's probably what he's thinking. And not fuck this team, but like. And all the pieces that were been with him for the last eight years are gone. Like, like Maury. D'Antoni, um, all of those people are gone. And then the last couple of years, they got a new owner. And he may not just fuck with the new owner now. Like, why would I play for you when my guys are gone? So yeah. I can understand it. Again, we talked about we don't like how he's going along with things. But I understand him wanting a trade. We'll move on to the next team. Rockets fans, if you want to hear us talk about your team, go to the last seven episodes because they've been on each of them. 
<laughs> um, the another team from the bottom going up is the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, I, I do have to say this. We're getting to that realm of like all of these teams are separated by like two games. That's how crunched up it is. So when I say the Memphis Grizzlies as the potential 12th seed, it's like they're one game from making the playoffs. So keep that in mind. Um, 34 and 38, 26% chance to make the playoffs and zero on zero. Um, this team could be way better than that for sure. Yeah, they're a tough team uh, because just because the, the the length and depth of the West. Um, but I, I want to say that they'll be in a position where they can fight, man, where they'll be able to snag that, that play-in seed, especially since when they're in the groove or at some point they're going to get Jaron Jackson to add to the mix. I think Ja early on can, can do enough to uh, hold you uh, steady during the first couple parts where they don't have Jaron Jackson. But um, at some point, I think he will. They, they're they're going to need him um, eventually. And I think that'll be good money for them to get him um, at, a, at a good time. I like this team, man. I like this team. I like Jaron. I mean, I like Ja Morant. I just feel like he, he going to fight Claw and do what he got to do uh to, to to take them to that step but again jaron jackson is essential he's a big piece which is why they didn't even get to play in last season i mean they didn't get they didn't make the playoffs last season because they lost him but um i, I still like them without him jonah according, uh, according to dylan brooks jaron jackson jr grew two to three inches this offseason oh okay they saying that about I, a I like all, all these reports about people growing it's like like they said jason tatum's now 16. Yeah, I saw that. Somebody said cap, though. Donovan Mitchell said, boy, stop. They always be doing that. <laughs> a couple of years ago, they said Brandon Ingram grew like two, three inches. What are these all front offices trying to intimidate other teams? Like now, I don't know, because they actually have to measure you. We go off real measurements now. Remember, like, <laughs> Brandon Ingram just isn't 6'10". He's 6'7". He's real 6'7", <laughs> yeah. So, uh, to lie would be stupid when they're acting. Maybe this year they're not going to do the real measurements because, of course, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Bro, I sent y'all something on Instagram about a player that's associated with this team uh please go look at it and see how wild it is it's just careless on instagram just out here go to our instagram dm okay uh, and oh, i see i see look at the details of the picture you'll see what's going on and he is... <laughs> hey hey they not testing for that no more die hey so we got we got guys rapping about popping beans in a club we got guys about the being in the club. Now I can't I'm actually, I'm actually <laughs> so surprised that this guy doesn't get Instagram likes. Why does he only get 3K likes? You see, I was wondering the same thing too. That's this is kind of crazy. If I go down, I bet if I go down enough, he used to get 13, 14K. I don't know. He's falling off. Yeah. I hope I hope he gets back, man. I hope he gets back to, to 25,000 likes. I hope he gets back to 50,000 likes. I hope he gets back to it, bro. But He's he was he, that's when he was a part of a real big fan base. That is a that is true. Compared to to now. Uh but yeah, I like Memphis, man. I like Memphis. Yeah. He's when they get Jerry Jackson Jr., you kind of look at this team different. He gives them a different dynamic. He was playing so good, bro. He was really becoming like one of my like top guys to watch. Because he was just shooting the three ball, playing defense. He even saw him getting post ups. He was driving to the rim. He was starting to round out his game. To where we thought he can really reach his full potential. And then do we do we know when he's supposed to come back from his injury? Uh, no. Because I mean, if he's missing some, serious. I thought it was serious. Wasn't it, it serious? Was. He, got, he got surgery. Yeah, I thought meniscus, it was serious. Meniscus aren't like long term injuries. Meniscus isn't. 
What's yeah. a long-term injury to you, Demons? Like a pain. Like it's like when Derrick Rose tore his meniscus, he was only out for like two months, and then he was back for the playoffs. For real? Yeah. Huh. I'm gonna look up meniscus. Tear it's been two months, to, so we yeah. he should have played yeah, this season. This season's a little bit different too, because he ain't got had that much time. Like it ain't that extended off season where he got time to heal. So he definitely the timetable for to return into sports or heavy activity for athletes are three to six months with a meniscus. Um, that's for heavy, like for me and you, if we tore our meniscus, we'd be good in three weeks to just walk and shit, but you know, cutting and doing all this stuff, it's a three to six, depending on the, the person and the body. So, mm-hmm. um, because that, that really matters at the end of the day If Jaron misses a month that significantly hurts the Memphis Grizzlies. He's just that good of a player for them. Yeah. Um, can't afford to miss him for that long. Yeah. So interesting. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm, I hope Ja can sneak into an all-star game this year. It'll, it'll make it'll make my year if he do, man. Oh, if they're in that playoff hunt and they like right there at that AC, I think you have He's to definitely play. if he's in the playoff hunt, if they're in the playoff hunt, it's because of his ass and he will be getting he, conversation. So it's just who falls out. Because that guard spot is heavy. Speaking about meniscus, this is great. What's that bookmark? A dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, this is good, man. Maybe maybe Chris Paul fell out. Bro, I can't, I can't get myself to read anymore. I would have to listen to that on the ebook or something. Dog, this shit, I bought this like two days ago. I'm already that far. This shit, this right here, hits different. You from, you from Chicago? You a fan of him? It's gonna, it's not gonna want to put this down. He talking like him. He talking like a Chicagoan. He's saying shorty in certain parts and shit. like, it's <laughs> different. Barnes and Noble, huh? Got it from Barnes and Noble. Yes, sir. I did. Hey, I'm a member. Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Member. I got it today. Come on, man. You see my Hey, dear. I'm going to know if it's good or not because Derry said, I, I'm the same way, though. But if you're reading the book and that shit not like it, it's going to put me to sleep Like as I'm reading that Derek, shit. Derek, have you started your book? Yeah, I'm only on like page 20, though. Page Go, remember. Stop playing with me. That was like boy. three weeks ago. Facts. That, but that book may not be like that. This Derek Rose book, like, again, I don't know how y'all are. I'm a big Derek Rose fan. I love Derek Rose. So. That should be giving me goosebumps. So I don't be wanting to put it down. But I I read it before bed to wind me down. Um, but it's a really good book. I'm already 200, almost all damn near 200 pages in, and I just bought it. He talk about everything um, from the Bulls teams, why he ain't like recruiting. He felt it was disrespectful because we already had little dangs or what I look like saying I want this guy. It's this <laughs> well. it's, 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 so. All right, let's get to the next team. Um, from the top, we got the Dallas Mavericks, 42 and 30, 73% chance, 7% chance to the finals, and 3% chance to win it all. Um, I like what this team did in the offseason. Uh, they did a, a good one for one trade that I think that everybody wins. We already talked about Philly's pars- portion of it. Uh, but Josh Richardson, I think he's going to have a bounce back here. Last year, I think he was kind of lost. He didn't know his role. He didn't know what he was expected to do. And I think the role is very simplified when you're playing alongside Luka. You're going to defend. You're going to hit your shots. And he also doubles as a secondary ball handler, too. So I'm expecting Josh Richardson to have a bounce back. I'm expecting with Porzingis to come back. He's going to look back good. I just This team's ceiling depends on Porzingis' health at the end of the day. It just does. Um, if we can get a full season out of Porzingis, which we haven't seen since like his rookie sophomore year, uh, then they're going to be great. And if we have an injury for him, then they're not going to be. It's simple. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would y'all be disappointed if they're not in the playoff mix without Porzingis? Because I get it. Their ceiling of being their best is with him. But do you think Lucas should be able to keep this team in the mix? Like, 
So what what's the standard for them without Porzingis? Should they still be in the playoffs at a seven to six seed? Yes. Or should they just be teetering? They should still be in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that team is still talented enough to where they can still be that seven, six seed, especially and they got the white Powell back. Uh last year they were the best pick and roll, one of the best pick and rolls in the league. So uh I, Yeah, I would say they, they should just hover around that that AC. I, I could just match that team without Porzingis even. And still stay like confident. They're better. They're going to be better than the Timberwolves. They're going to be better than the King. They're going to be better than a lot of these teams. That's going to be like hovering in that. So I, I can say definitely they should be long in the playoff spot. I, yeah, I, I think so. I think so too. Um, especially with Luca being as good as he is, like he can will you to a couple more games without Porzingis. So um, I, I like I like this team's doing like a week. They could be a team that's trying to trade uh, trade for Lou Williams. I've seen that too. He will definitely bring that dynamic off that bench. He's been he's been linked to them in trades, so watch out for that. Uh, Chris Stapps Porzingis, as a day ago, has been cleared. Is uh, on track to be cleared for practice. That was a day okay. ago, so um, maybe the timetable ain't as bad. Good. Yeah, is expected to practice with the Mavericks on the road. Says Rick Carlisle. So cool. So we have more of a timetable for him than Jaron Jackson. Right. Uh, let's go back to the bottom where we talked about the San Antonio Spurs with 34 and 38, 28% chance of making the playoffs. Um, they gave Derek White an extension yesterday, so shout out to Derek White. This is one of the teams that, like, if I'm ranking the teams I've watched the most over the last couple of years, they're probably dead-ass last. I, I, I just don't find myself watching them very often, but I do I do want to say that, like, DeMar DeRozan has went from, in his career, he was kind of overrated when he was with the Raptors. And now with the Spurs, nobody gives a damn anymore, so he's underrated. I don't know what to expect from this team. Um, I guess I'd ask the the San Antonio Spurs fan on the panel what he expects from them, because I, I literally don't know. That's, oh. I feel like I'm to keep it real, too, as far as ranking how much and where he's watched them. Can you do the similar thing what Kenny, Kenny just did? No, I haven't watched him. But I haven't watched him that much. So uh, you're not a fan anymore? No, I, I would say I still enjoy watching the market sometimes. I like to watch them... Sometimes, depending on who they're playing. Like, I'm not going to watch them play. So, so you watching the other team? No. I like to see them compete. They're a team that comes out of compete against good teams. DeMar DeRozan, Aldridge, they still can compete with the big dogs. Just, would you, would you say, though, that you're a fan, though, of the team? Yeah, I would say so. I don't follow them as much, but I would say I'm a fan. You're a fan of the you team or you're a fan of LaMarcus Aldridge? You're contradicting yourself. You don't watch them. You don't keep up with them. Oh, it's team that goes sit down and watch sometimes. But it don't matter if you're a yeah, fan. Yeah. You're gonna. That's why I was just asking. I mean, it's okay if you're not a fan anymore. Right. That's completely you're fine. You go into a whole fucking thing, a whole spiel. Yeah, it's fine. You could, like Mike said, you could be a Lamarcus fan. That's completely cool. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I, I think about like fans, like that means you're even excited for like even the boring season. You're like, there's something you can look forward mm-hmm. to, like within a season. If you're like a fan, when the you know? Bulls sucked, you were right. still watching. You've talked numerous times about hey. I, they still with a team I wanted to watch because they suck, but that's my right, team. Right. Hey, I like Daniel Gafford. Like most people are not gonna be like, oh yeah, I like Daniel Gafford without watching the games. Facts. So. I love Who's you. your favorite non-starter on the Spurs, Dan? Um, come on, bro. It's <laughs> one dude that's always on the bench. And he's like, come on, bro. Patty Mills. Patty Mills, bro. Patty Mills is the easy answer. Patty Hell Mills. Yeah. Patty Mills. Who, Patty Mills is fun. Out of your out of your young group of guys, who do who do you like the best? Um, Lonnie Walker. Okay, that's an interesting. I one. think Devin Vassell. He showed me something in the last few games. Yeah, he laid all rookies in scoring in the preseason. Bro, he just looked like he's gonna be solid. Did he really? Oh, yeah, he I did. think he. I like didn't he know that either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was like thirteen point eight, and that was the most. Oh huh. yeah. 
Um, I, I nobody's named my guy. I watched the Spurs last DeJounte? year a lot early in the season. And it was because of Dejounte, but then his minutes started to fluctuate, so I couldn't really watch because I'm not I'm, I, I'm not tuning in to watch Patty Mills run the show. Uh, I y'all like Patty Mills? It's cool. I tune in to watch the Dejounte. Um, I also like, like Trey Lyles. But uh, I can definitely see a Grizzlies team being better than this team just because they're – they just have – so, like, as good as DeMar is, it kind of feels like he doesn't – he's not who he wants to be fully with them. He's still a 25-5-5 guy. But it's just like – maybe it's not that he doesn't – he isn't who he wants to be, but the spacing and just the operation kind of just sometimes ain't there. Um, but I still like this team. Um, I, I would say I'm, I would be surprised if this team was a playoff team this year. Yeah, it would I, it would I genuinely would. surprise me. Yeah, and I think that hurts them, man. Like, they're always going to draft well. The Keldon Johnsons, Dante mm-hmm. Murrays that they've been able to pick up in the late, even the Yaka Potos. Uh, they got Devin Vassell fell in their lap this year, but the history of them, not the history, but what got them to be there is the fact that they were able to get Tim Duncan. Like so. One of these years, they're just going to have to accept the fact that they're not as talented, be garbage, and go out. Because seeing what they do with 20, 20 picks, with picks in the 20s, even in the little teens, imagine what they would do with the fifth, like a top five pick. And I think that's what they're going to need. Like they would have taken Patrick Williams if they had a top five pick. Huh? They would have taken Patrick Williams if they had a top five pick. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without he's a, that, he's a, as long as like they... As long as they got pop, I feel like they always gonna have a chance to just be somewhat competitive. Mm. You know, I feel like if they trade Lamarcus and Demar, they go into a poor rebuild. I feel like this may be pop's last year because he's the type of guy he wants to feel like he can compete. And he's been doing it for forty years, man. I thought he said he's gonna retire like two years ago. He said he was like getting towards the end of it. But hey, once you got passion, it's hard to retire, bro. It just really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then he get attached to these players and shit. Like it's like a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Dejounte Murray, that's his heat. That's his doing. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. Let's get back to the top. We we are going very long on some of these teams. Uh, the Suns are projected to be forty-two and 74 percent chance to make it, six percent chance of the final, three percent chance of winning it. Um, this is t- this would be the two four six. I think that is a. Yeah. Okay. This would yeah. Be the six seed. I remember. I was looking at that, and I remember who the seventh and eighth seed were. That shit was kind of crazy, but. Okay. Oh, time- go ahead. No, the Suns, I, I'm all for it. I, I want this Suns team to make the playoffs this year. I want to see Devin Booker in that mode. Uh, I mean, Chris Paul, I think picking up Chris Paul is probably going to be – that's a, the trade we're going to look back and we're going to be like, that shit actually was like the one of the best trades. Because I feel like him pairing along Devin Booker, it just like the timeline – Chris Paul is still good for the yeah, age of Right. Like, Chris Paul, it don't matter about the time. Chris Paul is going to be here to help you win, like, right now and get to the playoffs. So, that's perfect. Got uh, the young guy. Forget his name, but he can Aiden. shoot. He, not, not Aiden. They also drafted Jalen. 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 Jalen Smith. Yeah, he looks like he could be he could be somewhat solid for them, too. I like how he's been playing. But I, I think this is going to be a good year. They added some vets, too. I think, uh, who was it? Jay Crowder they added and they also added another shooter, too. Yeah, when you had a pit bull like Jake Crowder, he's on the ground. back Dario. Lakes and Galloway. He looked like he's going to be shooting that thing this year. I agree with almost everything Mike said. Another thing I want to throw in real quick just so we can stay on task. Um, I, I'm happy that they're going to be in this situation because a lot of these idiots talking about Devin Booker is empty stats. I can't wait to, just for people to see that you don't have to know somebody can hoop 
from them playing in the playoffs in the regular season. Like a hooper is gonna hoop in whatever scenario there is. Devin Booker about to do his thing. What if they don't make the playoffs? How would y'all feel about this team? Oh, if they don't make the playoffs. It's it would a be lot. A disappointment. Yeah, a lot of stuff has to change. Uh, it would be disappointing because Monty would probably have to get fired. Um, but that, I, I, it's hard to imagine this team at full health doesn't make the playoffs. It yeah. has to be some type of catastrophic injury or somebody back doing something they ain't supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, they would have so. to try to not make the playoffs, honestly. They would have to <laughs> try to not I think if Devin Booker was to get hurt. That's that's like the only because like, like even if Chris Paul got hurt, I could still see them kind of yeah. float around it, you know. But mm-hmm. knock on wood, we want them to have full full health. This is just a team I could look at and be like, they just have foundation. Like there was so many years in the past where I'm like, okay, they got Devin Booker and they maybe got somebody else, but it's like, what else is there? Like there was always going to have to be some type of like growing peer with their team. This team, I could literally just see like their growing pain is just going to be winning this season. Like that that's what they have to focus on. So. I can see that. All right, let's go back to the bottom. A team that's higher than I, I think they should be, the Timberwolves. 35 and 37, 31% chance to make the playoffs. Um, I can see a few teams beneath them that I, I can see having a better year. This is a team that is very top-heavy when it comes to Towns and then D'Angelo Russell. Then after that, I don't trust anybody else on this roster. Like, literally, Ricky Rubio. Never mind. Ricky Rubio's still there. So they got three players that I trust. They released Rondé Hollis-Jefferson after Rondé Hollis-Jefferson had a very good preseason for them and projected to be their best power forward. Now you got Jake Laban and Juancho Hearn Gomez. At least Rondé brought that defensive impact that those other two guys don't have, and that's what you need alongside Carnton Towns. It didn't really make much sense to me. And I, again, if this team is this good, congratulations to them. But I just don't, I don't see them being this good. Th- this will put them in the play-in game, by the way. Yeah, I, I could definitely see this team being one of the best offenses in the league. But eventually, they're going to get torched. And I feel like when you run on your offense, it's not going to get you far. There needs to be a balance. There definitely needs yeah, to be a balance. Be between I don't even know how they line up this team. Like, is Ricky Rubio and D'Angelo starting together? Like, I, I, I was going to say forward. Yeah. Besides, like, Cat and D'Angelo Russell, like, you can almost look at the roster and be like, somebody just threw up on the paper and was like, you know what? We're going to go win some games this damn season. Like, you can't, I, I can't see them winning that many, especially, like, unless everything just clicks. Because they, they've been literally like shit for the last couple years. Since Jimmy Butler was playing, they haven't really done anything. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be hard for a team like that, especially with young guys, to just throw it all together and just, you know, make it work. And they need to be good because they don't. They gave that pick away to get D'Angelo Russell, so there's no incentive to be bad this year. They they need to actively try to be good. Shout out my boy Naz Reed. I can't wait to see what he's gonna do this year. Is this is this too many question marks for me, man? Um, Gerson Rosas has been very weird as the guy. He's made some decent moves, but again, that Ryan Day Hollis Jefferson one, it wasn't even just me. I even went to go to like Reddit to go to the Timberwolves Reddit to see what the like actual people that were watching them in depth this offseason or this preseason, they all of them are confused as hell of why they, they didn't keep uh, Ryan Day. I don't know. I don't understand it. Not that he was going to be a real difference maker out of him. Adding him don't add you with 20 games. Yeah, it's what they needed. Yeah, it's exactly what they needed. Okay, let's go back to the top. Um, the Utah Jazz, uh, 41 and 31, 72% chance, 6 and 3. They gave Rudy Gobert the biggest center extension of all time. Um, I, I say that, but it doesn't mean anything because the cap keeps going up, you know. So, like, every contract, like Giannis just signed the biggest contract of all time. Before that, Russell Westbrook signed the biggest. It's going to keep doing that. Um, but this is obviously a playoff caliber team. They locked in their two stars. But I think that we can all agree that with those two stars, this there's a ceiling. Um, yep. there, there is a ceiling on this team. And I think that that ceiling is still very good. This That ceiling is like three seed in the Western Conference, probably not good enough to win a championship, but still goddamn good. Yeah. I mean, they, 
I, I was going to say just like, I think people forgot that they were just missing Bogdanovich in the playoffs. Like they were missing a whole another 20 point score who could also play defense. So yeah. adding him back to the mix is definitely going to make them like more of that. You know, they're they're going to make the playoff type of team. So, yeah, I want to see if Donovan Mitchell will keep up that all-star portion that he had last year. Mm-hmm. I want to see if he could keep it up, maybe even make it somewhat of a jump. Um, I like this team. I just want to see what else can they do. I like this team too. I think this team is very underrated. Um, Especially going into the year, Mike Conley is back for his second year. Hopefully he has some comfort. Um, you know, last year was an adjustment for him. It was the first time he probably <laughs> was going through everything, not in Memphis. Thanks. So um, hopefully he has his, his feet under him. It's a contract year for him. He's obviously not going to make $30 million again, but, you know, he does definitely doesn't want to go from making 30 to 4 So, he, he you know, he has to show he has some value. Um, and he has something to play for. This team is good. Um, and in a locker room, they should be believing that they can sneak up on people. They should definitely feel like they can c- compete with anybody um, because I think they have some things on there. They brought back Derek Favors to back up Rudy. Uh, you got Bogdanovich. You brought back Jordan Clarkson, who's a six-man-of-the-year candidate. And De- De- Donovan Mitchell should you know, definitely, as far as their franchise, be a guy that they think can take them somewhere on any given night. So. Uh, Joe Ingles is a part of that culture, and he fits well with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then they, after that, they just have guys they can put in p- places. You know, like the 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 one uh, Jawan Foreman Wright guy. Remember, he was just randomly starting for them, and it was like it worked for a little second because they just they Quinn Snyder has that type of San Antonio Spur thing where he's like we're just going to drop a guy right here and he's just going to figure it out and it's going to work. So I'm actually surprised more y'all didn't have an opinion on the Rudy Gobert contract. Cause that when that ha- when that happened, people were going crazy on Twitter. It's just like it's just a contract extension. Yeah, it's not much to say for Utah after, too. You, uh, I think people that know basketball and that cover this or, or study it, it's not much to say. They're put in a situation where they have to do it. What are they going to do? Lose him right. for nothing? And then you know, so and I they mean, still not have the cap space to get somebody of his caliber. So it's like. Right. How much they can really do? They're, it's not the first time. They gave they gave two hundred million to a guy that can't do a post move. They did, but they kind of like this. You had to pay. They had to pay him. If he starts shooting the ball like he doing on my team, that motherfucker gonna be worth. <laughs> you know, that's a bargain yeah, deal. He, he, like he would be the best center in the world if he could just shoot threes. <laughs> he would be my favorite player ever if he played the way he plays on my team. I love him. That's my guy. That's that's the face of my franchise. Mike could tell you right now, that dude ain't never leaving my team. Bro, the, I, hey, the funniest thing though is when he got that extension, people were bringing back that video. Of him getting scored on by um that foreign kid that's like sixteen, you know what I'm talking about? The oh, tall no, dude, his name like one. Victor something something something. Oh yeah, yeah, the tall kid. Yeah. And they were like, man, y'all really paying him to play defense when he can't even guard a sixteen year old. I <laughs> thought you yeah. thought to play with Eric Gore and like, and he just flopped. No, literally, I, I don't remember like, that. Moved him out the way and scored on him. <laughs> Shout out to Rudy Gobert, man. Shout, Shout out to him, man, Mister. Right. Yeah. He, he, this is a crazy year for him. This is definitely a crazy year for him. I'm so glad we passed that. Yeah. yeah. So glad we passed that. I don't think people, some people never will be past that, though. It could have really just been a big coincidence. No, 100%. It all, like, it's so crazy that he did that because he could have already had it, but then he could have got it from the, it was just all crazy, man. Yeah. This is all um, only two teams left. Uh, then we have the Pelicans at 37 and 35, 47% chance to make the playoffs. This is a team that's also very hard to predict because obviously they have the talent. They have guys like Zion and Brandon Ingram who 
who can possibly be all stars this year. But I think we think about that lack of spacing um, in that first unit, and it's, it scares me a little bit. Um, but they project them to make the playoffs. What are y'all thinking? Scares me too, but you know, Steven Adams made it sound simple. I'm just get out of his way. Yeah, he did make it sound very uh, simple. Lonzo and them didn't agree on a contract extension. That was interesting. Uh, but yeah, they're going to be real interesting, man. Uh, Bledsoe, Kyra Lewis means Lonzo probably plays a little bit more of off guard, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Shooting guard wing. I still like this team. The, the spacing is, is definitely severe. But you never know, man. Maybe they come out and say, you know what, Zion, your ass is going to be a center. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you play good in preseason. Nah, yeah, I was going to say, like, if if he can, you know, do what he does and put up the numbers he does with Stephen Adams, I can't wait to see him with a center that space deploy. Right. Like, that – I, I don't know, man. This could be a big year. I, I think they could win that amount of games if Zion actually comes out. I think we know what Brandon Ingram going to do. Lonzo Ball, I'm, I'm hoping he can, you know, just get, get like, consistent value. I feel like that's why they didn't agree because it's so hard to judge him. Like, he has stretches where he looks super good, and he has stretches like, come on, man, you got to be able to put the ball in the cup or something like that. So, um, I think they're going to have a side here. What did he say? He said he looked – I think he said he looked pretty bad in the bubble. Oh, yeah, no, he looked terrible in the bubble. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's hard to kind of judge Anybody with intellect wouldn't judge anybody off the bubble. Just like the motherfucker, would you give T.J. Warren a max contract? No. Right, but the bubble, he's he's due for one shit. All right, who's this last team, y'all? Who's the team that we haven't talked about? Should I spoil it? Go ahead, he's asking you. No, no, no. Who's this last team? The Blazers. It's the Blazers, man. Um, projected to be 39 and 33, 59% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, I think everybody here, we're very high on what the Blazers can look like and be this season, and this has them as the eighth seed. Talk your shit, D Mills. I just think that's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I just they think it's funny how. Last year, unhealthy. They didn't have a center. Um, they didn't have the defenders that they have. They improved their roster completely. And then you're telling me that they're going to stay the same. Mm. I think that's. As BS, mm. and I think that when you look at the other teams above them, they are definitely a top three, top four seed in the West. Especially when you have an MVP player in Damian Lillard. Like, Who are you taking if they match up with the Jazz? Uh, the Blazers. As a fan or as the basketball no, analyst a, who gets yeah, paid to have a team? I would, take, that's, I, I would take the Blazers as well. That's an interesting-ass series. Very. That's something I would have to actually think about. It ain't just like quick snap. That's why I asked him as a as a fan. I know you're going with the Blazers, but as a basketball paid, this is your career analyst who's paid to have professional opinions. Who are you going? With? You answered that kind of fast because this isn't all. This also isn't a team that can take root. That's taking Rudy out of the game offensively. Anything. He's going to be guarding uh, Nurkic, you know what I mean? Doing He's his thing. He's also going to be putting that pick and roll with Dame and CJ a lot. They going to. Well, guess what? Nurkic's going to get that same damn treatment. Same damn treatment. Same treatment. And Rudy Gobert's better at it. I'm just saying. We saw Donovan Mitchell pick and roll you and give a team 50 just off that. He didn't do anything, but I'm pick and rolling you. Boom. If you come out, I'm going around you. If you, if you don't come out, I'm firing that thing up. So. Just saying. I I, I went Blazers because I, I don't know, man. It's In that position, I think Damian Lillard is the dude that just takes over. I think at the end of the day, he's going to be the best player on the court. You know, 
it, it, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a battle though. You think both teams are gonna be super good like defensively, but they also gonna struggle with the same things that y'all mentioned. I, I'm a dude that at the end of the day, I, I like to go with my best player. I think that's Damian Lillard on the court. Mm. I'm not mad at it. Okay, that's a sound argument. Sound mm. argument. Um, I hope we do get to see something like that because that could be a that's a potential first round matchup at the end of the day. Hey, that's that's gonna battle that uh, for that top five position for for Nurkic if he can go and get in. Mm. Got to kick Rudy out. Hmm. I want to see Rudy be a twenty-point scorer. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm damn near rooting for him now. I'm damn near a fan because how he play on my team. He damn near one of my guys now. That yo, I wish I could stream against me and Mike just so y'all could see Rudy. Bro, twenty-point score. That's only a couple. Listen, more, that's two more baskets. Listen, that's all you know how you can like when you're playing two K, you can see like who the player is highlighting like off ball movement. I'm down or I'm up three or it's whatever. He's got a game winning shot on the land to, to go into overtime. Man, I see Rudy Gobert moving. I'm like, he ain't never looking at Rudy. Yeah, Gobert he said to- before the plays happen, he says it like this man, this man doing it for Rudy. He he drawing it up for Rudy. Like, cause it's just so fucking funny to think that a guy has a sideline out of bounds play with one second left and Rudy is the guy he's trying to get off the screen. And my, I hear Mike say this motherfucker, get, he doing it for Rudy. Rudy catches that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I promise you, somebody was trying to close out on the man. I knew it was coming. He still just hit it. It wasn't even green, so he just liked that. Mm. Oh, see. It wasn't even green. He need 250 if he could hit shots like How that. How many threes has Rudy Gobert hit in his career? Two. Two. Okay. Derek? Three. Zero. Zero. Damn. You got to think oh, at least one of them was like one of them half court chucks people be doing. Like for the buzzer. He's only attempted three in his whole career and he ain't he ain't hit none of them. So. Hey, maybe he should start shooting more. Drummond do. <laughs> That's didn't why Drummond be on bad teams. Didn't he have that one season where he was shooting threes or something like well, it was an empty gym, but they was like, "Yeah, Rudy Gobert gonna be shooting on this." Oh, every, yeah. Everybody be like that though. They say that about Ben Simmons every year. Hey, that's where you get your confidence up, though. That's why. That's why Ben Simmons' criticism is so high. It's because, bro, shoot the fucking ball. <laughs> no, yeah. You get your confidence in the empty gym. You just shooting it. Once you see that the ball can go in, bro. Once, man, I don't know. I'm just a different breed. I mean, no, no that, I, that's my that's my biggest thing on him too. Is he just doesn't take him. I always think about that one clip where it's Jimmy Butler and he tell him like, shoot the ball, yeah, shoot it, because he's yeah. wide open. Like just shoot it, bro. But not even yeah. just that though. It's it's like not even is he not taking threes. Like I saw somebody put the percentage of him taking like mid range jump shots his rookie season versus now, and it was like thirty percent his rookie season to seven percent now. Like he don't even take the middies no more. Like you know, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. You know. I will. They're going to give it to you. Yeah. X going to give it to you. He going like to. Maybe Daryl Morey hypnotize him to. <laughs> Maybe Daryl Morey hypnotize him to take some jump shots now. That <laughs> looks does. smooth, though. That kind of look. That looks smooth, bro. Imagine if Rudy is popping, team. bro. Imagine. I'll be telling. I'll be saying, Rudy, we're going to stay extra 25 to practice, right? He'd be like, yeah, coach. <laughs> Imagine if he popping this season. That's going to be cool. Crazy. All right, but that is our full NBA preview now. We did East, we did West, and then tonight we have games. So Saturday when we talk to y'all, it's about what happened this first week of basketball. You're going to get the rings, baby. I set my fantasy lineup and go Christmas shopping. Yes, sir. Me too. I'm I'm literally putting on shoes. Facts. I'm dressed and ready to go. Y'all late? Y'all going... Come on, bro. That's a couple days. Before I just Christmas. have to pick it up. I ordered it. It's at Target. It's I just had to wait to get, get it. It's out my fucking business unless we run a company together. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> my fault, gangster. 
All right, we'll see y'all on Saturday, y'all.